Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of the Unimoney podcast where we make money simple. Uh, this is your host Nitin Shishkumar and Shweta Jain. And today we are going to be talking about all that glitters. Right Shweta? All that glitters is gold. Yeah, so we're going to be talking about gold. Absolutely. Right. I can hear the excitement in your voice already when, <laughs> when I said gold. Do you invest in gold Shweta? I do, yes. Okay. Personally, I don't have any investments in gold except I think the gold that has been accumulated uh you know for us by our parents and probably some of the gold mm-hmm. that's you know left over from the time of my wedding as well. So I think that's just there but I haven't really added on to gold. Uh but today everyone uh, okay. is talking about gold as an investment. Right? Yeah. Uh so we thought you I've know I've got on late I think. I, I I've been on this uh, gold thing for a long time now as as most I think uh, not the gender stereotype but uh, uh, gold seems to be women's favorite sort of asset class right so i've i'm not far from the bandwagon uh, this is something that i have uh, been i can't say accumulating but yeah investing uh, regularly for the last many many years it it's something that's been uh, you know similar to what fixed deposits are where you know it's uh, been there around for a long time our parents have done it uh, probably the grandparents yeah. have done it and it just keeps continuing uh, from generation to generation right and i think yeah. it's the same thing that's happened with gold right indians have been uh, you know fans of gold for the longest time ever right and yeah. uh, so i think it's just something that is continuing uh, but with the new age of investors it the allure of gold probably has also the sheen of gold has also probably just gone off a little bit because prior to the recent um, you know real big gold price rally Uh, there was a period in time when gold prices didn't really move anywhere right in fact it actually yeah, yeah. Uh, went down and it went further down and at that point we were answering questions as to why why should people even have gold in their portfolios yeah. and is yeah. gold as an asset class dead right so today yeah. it's completely flipped on its head um there was actually so why is gold used as an investment tool right the the common the most common answer that you will get is that it's used as a hedge uh, against inflation right um apart yeah. from the reasons why obviously indians buy gold which is for weddings and you know as part of jewelry and all that but as an investment it's just commonly used as a hedge against inflation um it but is, for the- it is but see, see so for me i tell you what gold means to me and i think that may sort of set a, a little bit of a background right. because when uh, when i'm talking or when i'm investing in gold there are two reasons why i invest right i'm not looking at inflation i'm not looking at any of that and as a consumer like absolutely as a consumer not as an advisor but uh, i'm looking at gold only for two reasons one is i i buy gold on those auspicious occasions mm-hmm. right so twice a year we buy gold so there's akshay tritiya and there's dhanteras so right. these are two days when we buy gold uh, or silver for that matter but mostly gold uh, and uh, Uh, so that becomes a sort of emotional reason actually it's got nothing to do with uh, uh, asset allocation it's got nothing to do with financial reason right uh, we may buy even like a 5 gram coin but it's it's that uh, thing that tradition that we're following right so that's mm-hmm. one the second is just the uh, feel of having that physical gold in your hand 
right right so i may be uncle scrooge in that uh, manner but uh, just that you know seeing that gold makes you so happy which doesn't happen when you're looking at an equity portfolio or a debt portfolio because you're not going to hold it in your hand and see it and feel it right Right. So though, and it's of course not as shiny. So these are like my two reasons as a consumer. Of course, as an advisor, I feel like this is not not. I wouldn't call it stupid, but it's like a. It's not the right reasons to invest your hard-earned money in something. But like yeah, like I said, as a consumer, these are my reasons. Right, but as a consumer, maybe you should look at diamonds as well next time, Shweta. <laughs> Oh, that that's going to shine even more for you, right? You're going to feel even better holding it in your hand, right? But we are we are not going to be talking about diamonds as an investment. We are not going to be talking about platinum. We are not even going to be talking about silver because today the spotlight is on gold. Uh, in the last yes. one year, Shweta, can I ask you to guess uh, the returns from from gold? What has gold prices or how much has gold prices really gone up in the past one year? Uh, um, if I were to venture a guess, I think about twenty percent. Okay, so I was just like right before we pull this record. I mean, decide to start this recording. I pulled out the prices. You know, just a quick Google search of gold prices in India, and it's very easy to graph it. And it it shows me a forty three percent increase in gold prices in the past one year. Oh wow! Okay. Um. Now different. Uh. You know, byproducts of gold would have done slightly differently, but this is what the Google. Uh, chart basically tells me 43% increase in gold price in the past one year at a time when equity markets uh, have probably fallen by 20% right yeah. roughly and if i actually look at what has been happening and this is why people are talking about it right because there was a prolonged period in time when gold did not do anything so even yes. despite the past one year movement if you actually take out let's say for example and we'll talk about the ways in which we can invest in gold and why we should invest in gold as well but let us say you do decide to you know opt for the mutual fund route of investing in a gold fund um, you know uh, a five year return from most of these gold funds is still annualized returns of 11% so despite this big jump in the past one year so you can see that a, a, a large part of you know that 11% return that you now see from a five year perspective has been primarily driven by the past one year's return Right. Yeah. Uh, and like I said, there was a period in time, a couple of years ago, when we were actually wondering if it's a dead asset and whether it's actually lost its appeal as a hedge against inflation and also yes. as a tool which has been viewed as a you know a safe haven, something that has been yeah. chased by investors during uncertainty and turmoil. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, I still remember a few years ago when the entire this was in 2016, right, when Brexit actually happened and the referendum went through. um there was a lot of uncertainty in the market no one expected brexit to really pass through with you know with those votes and i remember at that point i was thinking that now gold should do well uh because of the uncertainty but yeah. in fact what happened was gold prices didn't really do anything at that point and equities fell and it corrected it, it corrected and it rebounded equally sharply right so at that point there were discussions around has gold lost its uh you know allure as an investment asset in itself plus like mm -hmm. i mentioned earlier gold has traditionally been used as a hedge against inflation uh, yeah. but globally there is no inflation and there is no there has not been inflation in the past few years right yeah so why should anyone even so should you be fixated on the past uh, utility of gold as an investment and continue to allocate uh, towards gold or should you not that was a question that was there in everyone's head which i think partly has been answered by what has been happening with the markets with the world and gold prices today 
so it's basically yeah. gold's way of telling you hey listen you might have put me on the back burner but i'm still off. relevant today yeah yeah right i i think to answer the question of should people be investing in gold i think that is an answer in itself right i don't need to uh, extol the virtues of gold because gold is still a um still hoarded by central banks right central banks still hold gold uh, it is still difficult to determine the value of gold so there is a price of gold and there is a value of gold right um mm-hmm. how do you determine the value of a company you basically you know kind of figure out what cash flows and what earnings the companies will have in the near future uh, you discount it back to the present and you say hey this is the value for this particular company but for gold right. there is no cash flow or anything else for that matter right correct gold prices are primarily a result of demand and supply in the market um, yes. a few years ago i remember us telling people you know this is the time to start buying gold because at that point the price of gold was actually close to the cost of production of gold so how much it yes, cost to yes. produce gold for you know miners and everyone else uh, that was how much the the gold was actually trading at which meant that if there was no demand for gold and gold prices kept falling further it would mean that certain gold companies would have to shutter gold mines would have to shutter uh, supply would then drop and then in turn the prices then again there becomes that tussle between the uh, you know demand for gold and the supply for gold and gold prices again would rise so that it was at that point where we said you know now is a good time to start building into gold as well right, right. so there's no one you know particular way to say okay gold is looking overvalued today or gold is looking undervalued today except look at uh, the cost of production of gold and then kind of figure out whether it um, you know is close to that cost of production and whether it makes sense to buy or not right but so again, is it then overvalued today because you are you ask that question so i have to ask you that question so is it looking overvalued today like i said it's extremely difficult to determine an actual value for gold right what do you what do you, the, your common sense or your intuition basically tells you don't chase an asset class which has uh, done really well or uh, in the past you know in the recent past because especially if, in the recent past yeah right in the recent past which means you're just chasing performance but we also yeah. know that sometimes that momentum can continue for longer than you would assume right and yeah. if you believe that the world is going through uncertainty so what used to happen shweta is um currencies and everything else globally it, it used to be based on a gold standard right uh mm-hmm. currencies were pegged to gold and all of that started dismantling in the 1930s and then i think the final remnants of it went out in the 1970s right but central banks like i said still continue to have gold right uh so since central banks still continue to have gold um what the system that we operate on today is something called fiat currency right it is just money that is being printed by governments and they're telling you hey listen uh, trust us this is uh, just money that we are printing and giving out to you right there is no like you said there is no physicality really associated with it is this something yeah. that they are as you know we are ascribing a value to right so in this case when you don't have that real physicality and you know currency is also something that you're just ascribing value to and you're living in an environment where you know countries and governments all over the world are printing more money uh people might at some point start losing faith in currency i know this is a completely different can of worms but people might start losing faith in currency as well which is why then again they might turn back to gold as a sense of security right so for that reason i don't think gold is a dead investment by any means trying to determine is overvaluation or whether it's undervalued it is a near impossible task right but so like of, we do any asset class we then sort of just invest systematically in this as well i would think so 
I would think that makes sense to do. And also at a time when, like I said, it is nearing its cost of production, you might tactically increase your uh, overweight positions to, to gold. Um, but today, I don't see a reason for you to chase that 40% returns that you've seen over the past one year and just, uh, you know, haul everything and move everything into gold and just because equities have not done well and gold has done well. Right? I don't think that's yeah. called for. Yeah. So, so in what ways can we invest in gold? I know we, we established that gold is an investment option that is not going away anywhere. But gold as a, uh, in the way we can invest in gold has evolved uh, in the last few, last many years now, right? So what are the ways in which we can invest in gold? So I think I already mentioned one of the ways, which is the uh, gold mutual fund, which is one of the easiest ways to actually invest in gold. Uh, quite, mm -hmm. a, quite a few asset management companies or mutual funds have a gold mutual fund that you can just buy and sell, right? You get an NAV, you can buy and sell uh, mutual fund units in, in, you know, in any of the uh, mutual funds that you choose to. Uh, but these mutual funds are also based on an ETF, which is an exchange traded fund, right? So if you have a DMAT account, uh, you know, a DMAT account is what is used in order to buy and sell stocks. So if you have a DMAT account with a broker, you can also choose to invest in a gold exchange traded fund or an ETF. So a gold mutual fund is actually doing nothing but investing in a gold ETF, which in turn, which actually just strikes, strikes the price of um, gold to a large extent, right? So that is, these are the two simplest ways in order to invest. There's a cost associated with it as well. So a gold ETF, to give you one example, um, one of the ETFs of gold, which is there in the market has a charge of 0.5%. So obviously the mutual fund has to have a certain uh, charge for maintaining uh, the ETF and to track it and for someone to manage it and the expenses associated with it. So there is, for one of the ETFs, one of the popular ETFs in the market, there's a 0.5% charge. Now, since a mutual fund is nothing but packaging an ETF, what happens is, so if you're investing in one of these gold mutual funds, you will actually see an expense. So again, a similar um, mutual fund in gold, you will see an expense ratio of 0.12%. But actually what is happening is 0.12% is the uh, expense or the charge of the mutual fund, but it actually also includes the ETF charge of 0.5%. So it's actually 0.5% plus 0.12% that you're actually paying. Right? So those kind of charges will come into account when you're investing in an ETF or a gold mutual fund. But these are actually one of the simplest ways to invest in, uh, in gold. Uh, then there's always the, you know, um, so I will let you talk about the physical investing aspects, Shweta, since you are an investor in gold as well. And I will try and see what are the financial ways in which people can invest in gold. All right. So these are the two options. Uh, then you also have an option which is being a fairly recent phenomenon and by fairly recent, I mean, uh, this was actually a scheme that was launched by the government uh, in 2015. Uh, so in 2015, they decided to launch something called the sovereign gold bond. We will actually yeah. do a separate recording just on this and the features of it. Uh, but what the sovereign gold bond essentially does is it comes with a lock-in of let or, or for around eight years. Uh, you can exit it. It's available for even buying and selling in the secondary market but it's not available for someone to just buy directly um, unless you're buying it from the secondary market. You can't just buy it and the government is not releasing it every time. So there are certain periods in which the government releases tranches of these sovereign gold bonds. Um, and usually this tranche, so there's an ongoing pace that is happening now. So the 
ongoing phases between April 2020 to September 2020. So there will be a few tranches of these sovereign gold bonds that are announced. Uh, investors can choose to invest in, in, in the sovereign gold bond. They can approach one of their, uh, their brokers. So if they have a brokerage account, they can buy it on the broker. They can approach one of their banks and see uh, how they can help them actually invest in the sovereign gold bond. The advantage is that you are not just getting exposure to the price of gold. So it, the price of gold will be uh, you know, reflected in the price of the sovereign gold bond. But you also get a certain rate of interest of around 2.5% per year uh, on the sovereign gold bond. Right, so it is something additional apart from just the price movement of gold. So if you are looking to accumulate gold as an asset class and save up for something that, you know, um, save up for gold 10 years from now or 15 years from now, uh, the sovereign mm -hmm. gold bond with its lock-in of eight years is a great way for you to not just get exposure to the price of gold, but also earn interest by investing in this gold bond. Right, so these yes, are the yeah. three simplest ways uh, in which you can actually invest uh, in gold. There are other options such as e-gold, which you can buy on certain exchanges. This was again launched um, quite a few years ago, but it hasn't really gained popularity. So I won't talk too much about it. Right? But okay. e-gold is also an option that you can use um, through authorized exchanges that you can get exposure to gold uh, as well. Right? And then obviously there is a time-tested uh, jewelry, gold bars and gold coins, which I will leave for yeah. you to talk about. Okay. Uh, so yeah. Um... Gold um, coins and gold bars is something that we do um, invest in. And I'm saying invest in because that's something that we consider as investments. But uh, usually what happens at the time of redemption, because one of the things that we speak about is what are you using that gold for, right? And uh, you were right when you said that this is mostly used in, for weddings and, you know, so later on. So we use gold as an investment. So bars, coins are what we sort of invest in. Uh, jewelry, I don't personally consider that as an investment. It's uh, more of a, a, a spending because of the amount of charges that you're going to pay on this, the amount of purity that is there uh, uh, in the jewelry itself. Uh, different kinds of jewelry has different purity levels. So I'm not going to get into uh, those details. Uh, but um, jewelry, I don't really consider as an investment. Uh, that's more for consumption. But yes, gold bars and gold coins are something that I do consider as an investment. The only issue there uh, is, of course, of uh, 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 physically keeping it and safely storing it. And so that is why sort of uh, your uh, deposits, your bank deposits, sort of uh, deposit box comes into play. And that's uh, something that people have to make sure that they're, uh, you know, while they're investing in gold, they don't uh, keep it at home uh, because that itself may be a big a huge risk. Um, so that is something that I think and any of us who do invest in physical gold, including jewelry, um, have to make sure that you're making um, sure that you're safe, uh, you know, sort of keeping it and protecting it properly because that becomes a, a big concern when it comes to physical gold and which is why this need for uh, us to have gold in an e-form or a, a, you know, an ETF form because physically storing it can be expensive, it can be uh, risky, uh, it can be a threat to life even. So as a Marwadi, I know that, uh, you know, uh, uh, just having gold at home can be very, very dangerous Sorry. and a threat to life. So we've seen enough of those cases. I'm not going to talk about that. But yeah, I have to, uh, there are risks that are associated with each form of asset loss. But I think physical um, 
hold the risks are uh, more especially if you keep going to keep it at home so that is something that people should be very very careful about right so based on what you said shweta i think the cost that you have to pay when you invest in an etf for a mutual fund seems to be far lower than the cost uh, to life for everything else that you might have to pay if you just store gold at home uh, and the cost Absolutely. of having lockers and everything else in a bank and making sure that uh, physical gold is safe there as well right which is why yeah. uh, something like the sovereign gold bond also has gained a lot of popularity today because um, you know the, those kind of expenses are not there and you actually earn interest on that uh, on that bond um yeah, another yeah, thing that i do want to kind of before we wrap up this uh, episode because we just wanted to talk in this episode primarily about does it make sense to invest in gold and should gold be part of the portfolio a couple of things that i do yeah. want to talk up, uh, talk about before we wrap up is there is another option which i uh, thought initially should i include it in this episode or not um of investing in gold which is investing in gold mining stocks right um so instead of getting exposure to just the price of gold can you actually invest in those companies which are mining gold uh, i think while that may seem like a very interesting option given that gold mining stocks have actually done better than gold in the past one year so um a, a diversified portfolio of gold mining stocks and one of those mutual funds which are there in india which which does this is the dsp world gold fund uh, that has actually rallied by 60% in the past one year right which is a 20% wow, okay. over and above the price movement of gold Uh, so it can be very tempting to get into that uh, but the, there are problems with investing in gold mining companies as well uh, in, in i know it's diversified uh, but it's a lot to do with macroeconomic factors um, it's also to do with um, you know where those mines are located what is the geopolitical situation there um, so it's a lot of other factors that you also have to contend with when you're investing and this can be highly volatile much more volatile than the price movement of gold so it's not something that i would advise uh, you know someone who's looking to build a gold uh, investment portfolio uh, gold investment as part of their portfolio to look at and they would rather just prefer investing in you know one of the options that we spoke about we'll again talk a little bit about um, you know gold mining stocks and those kind of uh, funds in detail in another episode uh, but for now i'll i'll just leave it at um, you know saying that it's not it shouldn't be your building block of investing in gold Fair enough. So, just last question here, then before we wrap up, right. how much gold should one have in their portfolio? Correct. So that was the second part of what I wanted to discuss before we wrapped up, anyway, Shweta. So, uh, okay. historically, what we have seen, and this is based on statistics, is that uh, having an allocation of around five percent is what uh, generally helps in uh, combating the volatility and uh, making sure that this part of the portfolio that's pre- protected. Uh, but personally, I would say. uh you know closer to a 10% as part of the overall portfolio is something that everyone should look at uh, as having uh, exposure into gold okay cool right so uh, i hope everyone who's listening to this episode has got a, a fair idea about you know why we still think uh, gold should be part of the portfolio and some of the nuances of investing in gold we will talk about some of these products in uh, depth a little more uh, in the coming episodes or they could be in the video format Uh, or in the form of articles as well um but it's something that we will talk about um hope you've got something from this episode again uh, if you do have any questions do write in to learn at the unimoney.com and we'll be happy to answer those questions for you uh, thank you for tuning in to the gold episode today and until next time bye bye